What's up, everybody? This is your host, Jared Shaffet. Uh, we're coming to you this week with episode 42. You'll hear later on, we say episode 43. Uh, yeah, we forgot how to count. So, yeah, enjoy the episode. Keep listening. Uh, use manscaped.com, promo code BONE, 20% off, free shipping. Also, make sure you leave a review, follow us, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shaffer, along with Artemis Brower. We're coming to you this week with episode 43 of the Boneyard Podcast, episode 43. And guys, you know, the Boneyard Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the elite, the most elite product for men's below-the-waist grooming. Make sure you go to manscaped.com, use promo code BONE for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're great. So make sure make sure you're doing that. All right, but before we hop into everything else, Artie, how you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. My, my schedule's been up and down. You know that the last yeah. couple of weeks. I've been on first shift. I've been on second shift. I've been on first shift, back to second shift, back to first shift. So it's it's... It's been a little, it's been a little hectic, but hopefully I'll be on this first shift schedule going forward. You know, from from now until the near future. So, um, but outside of that, I'm good, man. I'm good. I can't complain. I went to Charlotte yesterday. I hung out with some people that I haven't seen in a long time. So that was really cool. Um, just work, man. Working, trying to trying to play when I can. So, yeah, I, I feel that. I played quite a bit myself this weekend. I, I went down with. Some friends and my wife to uh, you played more than I did. I can tell you man. that. I know you had a good time. I I've told already some of the stories. I, I went down to Savannah, Georgia, and uh, it was it was a blast. Let's say that uh, let's say that Savannah was ready for for our group to leave. Uh, <laughs> we we had I mean Friday we we got down there Thursday night and Friday we just tore that city up. And I mean I I thought. I, I literally, I woke up Saturday morning and I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had thought that it was like 2 o'clock when I woke up. It, luckily, it was only 11. But <laughs> I was, man, I was dead to the world. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it was a crazy time. And, and I, I had a lot of fun. I'm gl- glad to see some good friends of ours um, mm-hmm. uh, down in Savannah. We're, we're going to have John on. John's one of our uh, fraternity brothers. We're going to have him on. We're going to do something different here in the next couple of weeks. Well, and, and I want to speak on that just for a second. The funny thing is we were talking to John and Kyle and they, and they both want to come on. They think this is so easy. They really do. They do I can't wait. I, I can't wait for them to come on and like fumble and just stumble and not know what to say and not know <laughs> what the hell they're talking about. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But then again, a lot of people have podcasts now and, and the, the thing I see is I, I get, well, I, I get notes all the time. Hey, I want to start a podcast. How do I do that? And right. and I mean, hey, go for it. We we want you to start your podcast, but it's it's not just hit record and then and go just, for it. And exactly, just ramble off a bunch of words. That's not what we do. Well, so. sometimes sometimes well, depend- you do that sometimes. Hey, I I've got a I've got a list. I try to I try to lead the show, man. Like we we got we got to <laughs> get this thing rolling. Um, but with that being said, there, there's not much to talk about this week. We got a couple of key right. topics to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. We, I mean, first, first and foremost, we, we're going to hit on all three sports today, which is, I mean, massive. That I mean, I, I love when we can do that. Um, right. Just it, not a lot to say about all three sports. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So, um, unfortunately, there, there's not much going on right now. Um, ECU's kind of in a holding pattern, especially with, ECU basketball pausing, but we'll uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Artie, I want to talk to you. You know, so this podcast will come out on Tuesday morning. Tuesday is January nineteenth. Well, yeah, Artie, that puts us a month out from the start of ECU baseball season. Can you believe yeah. that? A month away from now, ECU baseball season will be starting. And man, I am stoked. I, I'm I'm so ready. Um, ECU is a top twenty five program in in all the rankings um some of the rankings have them 
lower than what we would what we would hope that they would be in, and and we think that those rankings are off, and ECU will hopefully mm-hmm. rise. But I, I want to break down the, the the schedule came out last week or early, over the weekend. Um, I, I want to kind of walk through the schedule. There's 32 games on the schedule, Artie, and I mean it. Overall, it's a pretty it's a pretty good is it, schedule. Is it only 30? I thought it was 56. I thought we had 56 games. Uh, I believe. Uh, let's see. I think it's 32 non-conference. Let's see. Maybe I'll, maybe I've got I I've completely read that wrong. 32 games in the American Conference. My, okay. Okay. I was like, yeah, that, that's not enough. <laughs> that, my, that's not my, enough games. My my apologies. I I completely read the thing wrong. But hey, that hey, these things happen in big business, baby. Th- these things happen. So. Um, you got, I mean, you got 32 games. Uh, you're right, Artie. There, there's 56 total. I, I've got that mm-hmm. wrong on, on my notes. Um, but I mean, starting the season against Rhode Island, um, at home, luckily you don't have to travel up to Rhode Island to start the season, man. That would be cold. Um, but, right. but to start the season versus Rhode Island, your first, your first four games are at home. So three games against Rhode Island, then you got a game, uh, uh Weekday game against Duke, um, mm-hmm. an in-state rival who, I mean, comes from, from the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, ECU's had their number the, the past couple of years, which, which is always good. Um, ECU's going to play two uh, ACC teams. So you got Duke, and then you also got Carolina on the schedule this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's always nice to see. Um, Elliot Avent from NC State, the head coach at NC State, Somehow finds another way to uh, dodge ECU because he's uh, too chicken shit to play us. But hey, you know you, you got you got to play the schedule that that you get right. Right. So um, another another quick thing, Old Dominion is on is on the schedule after Georgia Southern. Um, that's March third. Then that kind of rolls right in to the the Claire Classics. Ooh. Like jumping all over my words there. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, look, you're still recovering from the weekend. It's all man, good. Still man, got a little bit of lick in your system. I, it's okay. We we drank so much on on Friday that I, I know I know you did. I know. I mean, we two of us killed a bottle of Jack in like thirty <laughs> minutes. Like it was insane. Um, so the Leclerc Classic, uh, that that's gonna be March fifth through March seventh. Usually you have. Three teams come in. You play all three teams over the weekend. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen this year, you know, COVID and all. Um, right. We're, we're going to have our friends from across the state in Boone come in and in the form of Appalachian State, the Mountaineers are going to come in mm-hmm. and, and play in the Leclerc Classic. Um, that, that'll be fun. I, I always think that that's a, a good matchup. I don't think we've seen App on the, on the schedule recently. In, in the most recent years, we, we've maybe had a – home and home with them every once in a while, but, but very rarely um, right now, like just looking at it, I don't, I don't see like many non, I don't see any non winnable games on, on the schedule. Baseball is always strange with Not at all. The, the thing with baseball is anybody can be anybody on any given night. I think mm-hmm. I've always said that. Um, I mean, you, you have a good pitcher, you run into a good pitcher. Sorry that you, you might lose that game. Um, so you, uh, right now, like looking through that, I, I don't see any like non-winnable games. I mean, then you have a game against Duke that your second game against Duke. Then a, you have a three-game series, weekend series against the 49ers from Charlotte. Um, that's all. That's always a good matchup too. Charlotte, Charlotte's usually pretty decent at, at baseball, so so that's always a good mm-hmm. matchup to kind of look forward to. Um, and then probably the biggest rivalry right now in in college baseball for us not in college baseball in general but for ecu is uncw these two teams do not like each other and ecu goes yeah. on the road st patty's day and plays the seahawks at uncw um that i always those are always some of my favorite games mm-hmm. and, and you know one thing that stands out for me as far as ECU baseball this season, like you said, we don't have a lot of non-winnable games. I look at our schedule. Um, Duke is always a team that, you know, you want to see. They, they have a good program. Carolina's always had a good program. They're going to be competitive. Wilmington's another one. Um, but those aren't teams that we're scared of, not at ECU. You know, we, we know that we can beat those squads. And really, we have a very heavy home schedule. So I think 34 of those 56 games 
are at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So like we have a large, big home advantage when it comes to our schedule this season. I think that's huge because if we start out the gates running, which we have a good opportunity to do, uh, we can set ourselves up to be really successful down the stretch. Um, really excited for this baseball season. Really excited. I think the only true non-conference uh, road series that we have is Georgia Southern. I think yep. we go down to Georgia Southern, we play a two or three game um, stretch down there. That's really the only non-conference road stretch that we have the entire season. So it's, it's really setting up nice for ECU baseball to be dominant, not just to be good, but to be dominant this season if they want to. Yeah, exactly. And then, so after the UNCW game, you got a three-game series against Illinois State. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's starting to get into the dog days of March. Um, I mean, another very winnable series. Uh, when, I, when I look at these things, I mean, ECU, like, you don't have to sweep a series, but you have to win a series. Like, especially right. with, with COVID and, and kind of where we're at in the rankings right now, um, some, some rankings have us in the top 15. Some have us in the low twenties, or low twenty, like closer to twenty-five. I mean, to me, once you start winning series, that that that's going to really set yourself apart. Um, and then winning these games against Duke and Carolina and UNCW, these these teams that are usually in the top fifty of, of rankings. I mean, that that's always what you've got to do. And so, um, the following weekend, you have a you have a um, three-game series with St. John's, um, but that series is bookended by uh, two games with Carolina. So March 23rd playing Carolina in Chapel Hill, and then the following weekend playing uh, at – or the following week playing at ECU against Chapel Hill. I mean, that's always the, – those are always very close, high-contested games. Those, the, man, those are going to be very interesting. Um uh, I, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, I'm excited to see what ECU can do um, with that non-conference slate. Because um, as soon as as soon as that's done, you go right into uh, right into conference play, where you're playing four games in three days against conference opponents every single weekend. And I mean that's that's always tough. Um, but ECU has a shot to really. I mean they've done it before with they basically run the conference and just beat everybody. Um, I mean, looking at it, you got your Cincinnati, you got Memphis on the road at Houston, host UCF. Then you got to go out and play Wichita State. Wichita State's a very good team. It's a good program. As they they always are. Um, Tulane always plays us tough. Um, But those are all winnable games. Cincinnati's all – then you go up to Cincinnati um, to play them again. And then – on the road to at USF to finish off the season before, before the uh, baseball championship or the conference tournament, and ECU should finish and be the one seed in the conference. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to go. They're not going to go 56 and 0, but they're going to win a lot of ball games this year. They are the preseason favorites to win the American. Oh yeah, oh that, yeah. They are the preseason favorites. Let me ask you this, Jared. Since you are, we're both baseball guys, but you are more so a baseball guy, a baseball analyst than I am. What is the expectation? What what do you see ECU doing this season? Let's let's go ahead and do a little preseason prediction. What do you see ECU baseball accomplishing at the end of the road when it's all said and done? I think with such a compact schedule, um, that that's going to be probably be the toughest part. Um, considering, I mean, the the way that a, a baseball team is constructed, usually you have your midweek pitchers so you'll have one or two pitchers that go usually during the midweek games mm-hmm. and then you'll have your friday saturday and sunday guys right right um it's going to be a little bit different so um coach cliff godwin's going to have to really manage his team um man- manage the workload for some of these guys to make sure that they're they're ready for the long haul um with how compact the schedule is mm-hmm. i mean usually you're starting a week earlier than, than what we will we are this week and then, I mean, you're finishing at, at the same time, but you're, but a, you're but getting a, a week's not that bad, though. That's not really no, no. That's but not throwing at, anything off. But at the same time, you're you're looking at this, and you're looking at for the conference. You're usually you're playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got four games in three days every yeah. single weekend. Yeah. And I mean, that's that. I mean, that that's just tough. I mean, playing four games against the same opponent each and every 
each and every week. Um, I mean, that, that's tough at any rate. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if you run into a hot team at, a, at a, the wrong time. I, I don't see ECU losing any of these series. I mean, I, I think that they could, should win all of them, if not split, at least split. Um, man, I got I to gotta say, like, ECU – I really – they get over 40 wins, which is usually like the, the watermark. This year, I, I think the watermark is going to be around 45. Um, if ECU can be 45 and 11. 45 and 11, okay. At, at the end of the season, I'm That's happy. a damn good record. That's a damn good record. And, <laughs> That's a damn good record. I mean, they, they've been pretty close to it before, but, um, I mean, to, to really get to 45 wins, that I mean, that solidifies you as, as a as a – true threat to then eventually maybe host a super regional because what you're saying is because 45 and 11 in baseball i mean that that should be good enough to win a to win a natty so you're saying ecu should be good enough to win a natty i I mean usually usually the teams that win a national championship have between 45 and 50 wins right and and i think this team is destined for omaha i mean we've said it before it's omaha or bust for this team um it it just i agree it, it, they're, they're far too talented. They have such a good manager, such a good coach. They, and, they got, and, and Godwin, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. And, and with that being said, they've got a lot of guys returning. Yeah, you lose Alec Burleson. Yeah, you lose some other guys. But you've got a good roster returning, and it's a roster of guys that, I mean, Cl- Coach Godwin has said it. Like, he thinks this is the most talented roster he's had in his time at ECU. And that pitching I, rotation is – is fierce. I mean, you, you still have Jake Kuchmaner, a guy that's thrown a perfect game. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've got these guys that are coming back and, and, and can really um, hold it down. That, that weekend rotation, it's going to be scary. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if there's multiple games, multiple shutouts every single weekend. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if ECU shuts, shuts them down because that pitching staff is phenomenal. And then to really look at it and say, "Oh wow, like, yeah, you you've got like a, you've got true guys, like you've got true ballers out there every single position." Mm-hmm. That I mean, ECU's consistently a top thirty recruiting class consistently in the country. I mean, it to me it's it, it's a no brainer, and and that kind of leads into our next discussion about where where people are ranking ranking ECU and um. The the one that well, there's um, like there's like two thousand rankings for college baseball. <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, th- th- there's too many of them, if you ask me. But really, the one that most of the media goes by, and and the one that I've always kind of gone by is is D1 baseball. I think mm-hmm. I said it on the last podcast. They're the ones that I mean I really look to to get all my information about college baseball, what's going on around the country. Yeah, D1 baseball has ECU ranked twenty fifth. They're the only team in the American that's ranked. And uh, they're the only team that nobody on ECU schedule is ranked. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Nobody, not Carolina, not Duke, um, not UNCW, not Cincinnati, not Memphis, not UCF, not Wichita State. Nobody else is ranked on, on ECU's schedule. Now, that might change over the course of the year. Maybe, maybe run into – a team like UNCW who's been playing pretty good and and they end up maybe in the top 25. But by the time ECU plays UNCW, ECU should be in the top 20 on D1 baseball, if, if you ask me. Like, mm. I, I think that this team is destined to do something special this year. Um, and, and, I, I think, and I don't think that's – I don't think that ranking is based off a lack of faith in ECU. It's a mm-hmm. lack of faith in their opponents. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's a preseason ranking. And I, I can get on my high horse about preseason rankings and, and all of those things, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, just let, let's play ball. I mean, yeah. let, let's go out there and let's, let's put our guys against their guys and just win the day. Like, I mean, that, that's all you've got to do. Yeah. And if ECU does that, they'll be, they'll be in a good position. They can only control what they can control. And that's got to be Cliff Godwin's message going forward throughout the whole season. Guys, don't listen to the rankings. Don't listen to anything else. If we win our, if we win our conference and we win the conference championship, the tournament, hey, that means that, hey, at least we're going to the, to the tournament, right? 
Hopefully Don't we'll, fall prey to the rat poison. Just play ball. It, it hopefully we'll be hosting a regional. Hopefully we're hosting a super regional and go from there. Go from there. All right. Take, take it one game at a time. Take it one series at a time and beat who's in front of you. That's all ECU can do right now. Um, I mean, usually ECU, ECU usually tries to schedule a pretty tough Mm-hmm. Um, scheduled. I mean, with COVID this year, things are tough. Conference, some conferences aren't playing. Some conferences aren't playing non-conference. Some, I mean, you you just can't you can't control that right now. It, you you just gotta you gotta play who, who's in front of you. And if ECU goes out there and shows and dominates, like I think that they can, then ECU should be able to really show out and put themselves in a spot to be considered to be a top ten team and- in the country. And, and we've been talking about how consistent and how good this program has been over the years. This yep. out, Outside of football, this is the one program that kind of controls the narrative as far as ECU fan base, ECU campus goes. Like, when ECU baseball is good, people will show up in droves. They love their Pirates. They love their baseball. If this is a team that can make it to a Super Regional, that can make it to Omaha, oh, my goodness. I can't imagine just how Pirate Nation would feel about that because this, this is the closest team that we have, the closest program that we have to a national championship. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, you look at it, this team this team defines ECU culture. Right. They're hard-nosed, hard-working, and they don't give a crap what you say about them. Um, they're, they're just going to go out there. Like I said, they're going to go out there and they're going to ball. You put the ball in any, any of those guys' hands, they're going to they're gonna do what they do. And what they do is win, and they win often. And I, I've got to say, as long as the team stays healthy, I, I, I see a good run from ECU. And, and I mean, they're, they're an experienced group. Um, they, they've got a lot of experience under their belt. These guys know what they're doing. They've been in the program for quite a bit now, and they, they know how to win. Coach Godwin knows how to win. It's can we get to the Super Regional – hopefully host a super regional and then from there you you just gotta you gotta once again take if you get there you gotta take it one game at a time one pitch at a time because that that's how i mean that's how the college baseball tournament works I and mean, once you, once once you get to omaha you know you're good enough it's just about playing ball it's just about maintaining what you were doing the entire season once you get there you know you're good enough to win at that point so Yep, and it, it all goes to show you that, I mean, two years ago when ECU won their regional, um, beating Quinnipiac and, and Campbell and NC State, I mean, that that showed that ECU belonged. And then for them to uh, to lose in the Super Regional, I mean, that, that was tough. A couple years ago, several years ago when they lost to Texas Tech, I mean, you were 90 yeah. feet away from a trip to Omaha. I saw that game live. That was that was rough. That I, was rough. I, man, I was I was booking my flight to Omaha. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know not to do that now. <laughs> I'm not gonna jinx that anymore. I, I promise y'all. Um, I was watching that game with Pinto Beans, actually. But yeah, that that's gonna that's gonna be I, I, I really I'm I'm excited for ECU baseball. Um I, I'm I'm hoping that everything can go well, team can stay safe, stay healthy. And I think that this team will do work this year. Like I am excited about them this year for and going forward. I mean, this is a team that you could see a number one draft or not a number one overall, but a first round draft pick come out of this team this year. Mm-hmm. I mean that that that's how talented this group is. But Artie, we we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot about ba- uh, baseball. Let's uh let's shift gears a little bit to basketball. All right. Um, yeah. So, man, I feel like I haven't seen a basketball game in forever. <coughs> That's because you haven't. ECU basketball is on pause again. Um, this time after five players, along with head coach Joe Dooley, test positive for COVID-19. Um, this news broke last Thursday on, on January 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, the, their next two games were postponed. Um, Man, I I don't know what's going on with with the program. Well, uh, I mean, they, they they were they were doing such a good job before the holidays, and then 
everything kind of went to hell. We kind of expected this to happen, though, right? I mean, we knew that we weren't going to go a full season and not have any problems with COVID, not have any players contract the virus. Like, we knew this was going to happen. To this extent, it's been very, very rough. It's been very difficult to this extent because not only have they not gotten the practice, they've not gotten the reps, they haven't gotten the game time in, but the, the mental toll that it's taking out on these kids, you know, they just want to play ball. They just want to show up. They want to practice. They want to play. They can't do it. They got to quarantine. They got to be self-isolate. They, they can't go practice. Like, they really can't even practice. And, and so I know the mental toll is really taking a lot out of this team. I think that's why we've gone one and three in our last four games. Honestly, I, I think that's really played a huge component and while we've gone one and three, um, by the time we play Sunday, it would have been our third game in 33 or 34 days. That's absurd. I mean, that's just that you, you can't expect guys to be on their A game and, and, and be perfect and, and play as good as they can possibly play when they're not playing. Three games in, in a month is, is just is too much to ask for. So hopefully we get things back on track. Obviously, the health and the safety of everybody is the number one priority. Coach Dooley, the other players on the team that have it, hopefully they have a speedy recovery. They're not feeling too bad. They're feeling pretty good and come back and, and, and hopefully we can kind of right the wrongs of our season because we're in a bad stretch right now. It's not just COVID. The record's not looking too good over the last four games. So hopefully we can come back out of this and have a good stretch run um, to, to kind of get back to where we want to be. We're seven and three. You know, we're not terrible, but we're absolutely not where we want to be. And COVID exactly. has has played a huge role in that. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think with this team, it, it's a lot, it has a lot to do with um, consistency. I mean, you, you got to have consistent time on the court, practicing, mm-hmm. playing. I mean, ECU needs that. They haven't had that in over a month, um, really since before the holidays, because they, they took some time off for the holidays. Some of the players went back and spent time with family. And since then, I mean, they, they haven't really, had a chance to get back healthy. And, uh, I mean, that, that, that's tough. And like you mentioned, ECU does play Memphis on Sunday. Memphis has had a rough go at it as well. Um, right. I, I, I hope, hope, hopefully everybody is healthy at ECU, not only from COVID, but from um, some of the other ailments that have been going on. We know um, Tristan Newton, Tremont Robinson-White, Jaden Gardner, they've all dealt with some injuries this year. Um, mm-hmm. Getting those guys healthy and back on the court, that, that's, that's going to be key. Um, so, I mean, really just just really got to get, gotta get into it, man. Gosh. I, I, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, with, with the way the American is going this season so far, when ECU plays their best basketball, they can be a top three, top four team in the American, easily top five team in the American when they play their best basketball with the way this season is already going. So if we can just get back healthy and, and get some more games under our belt. That's going to go a long way, especially for our confidence. Cause I, I feel like right now we've lost our confidence too, cause we're not playing and we're not even practicing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it man. It's tough. It, it, it really is tough. And ECU is, is had a hard go at it recently. And hopefully Joe Dooley and, and team can, recover sorry one of the dogs is like barking man these dogs man <laughs> i love dogs I, I love them but they, they don't they don't we got, make, a, we got a dog in the house now too i i, I saw that mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a bulldog right y'all got a bulldog. yeah american yeah. american bulldog her name is aries aries of course she doesn't, she doesn't like aries. me too much but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get around that i don't blame her i don't like her too much <laughs> screw you jared <laughs> Um, so Artie, something we didn't talk about last week on the podcast, um, ECU's special teams coordinator and defensive end coach, um, since 2019, Byron Thweet, um, he's not returning to the program. Um, so that, so he, he's gone, right? Um, he, he was trimmed off the, the ECU coaching staff. Uh, I don't know whether it was his doing or whether he was fired. I don't think he was fired. I think, I think he, he's leaving to maybe try his hand somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but much like Thweet was trimmed off the ECU coaching staff, uh, let's talk about trimming the most uh, – one of the most important parts of your body, okay? 
So support for the Boneyard Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. 2 million men, Artie. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's I, a lot. I trust my jewels with them. So join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Artie, I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about Manscaped, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Manscaped, uh, did you know that they've redesigned their electric trimmer? The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to, redu- to reduce grooming accidents. You don't, man, you don't want to play around when you get down there, all right? You can't play around when you get down there. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want any nicks. You don't want any cuts, because that that could be that could be fatal. All right. So when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to ninety minutes. So if if you're super hairy, you you got time. All right, I promise you. <laughs> you can also take it in the shower. It's the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, Artie. Then maybe if you're doing it in the dark, maybe you don't want somebody to know that what you're doing in there. They have an LED light which illuminates your grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. How cool is that? It's dope. You can use it as a flashlight if you need to. <laughs> They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. So once again, nobody's going to know what you're doing in there. It's quiet. I promise you. All right. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Guys, go do this. Do yourself a favor. Please do yourself a favor. All right? Let's get that bush to tush clean. That's what that's what the ad copy says, Artie. All right. And I... And I- I, I just want to say this. We got a couple of friends, you know who I'm talking about, that were making fun of us over the weekend about this. And I couldn't understand why, because any intelligent man, especially in the 21st century, should absolutely be grooming themselves. And if they're not grooming themselves, then I, maybe your wife or your significant other just likes a caveman. Maybe that's, maybe that's just what she likes. Maybe she just likes a big bush down there. Good for you. If that's what she likes, great. But... Do yourself a favor, get Manscaped. It is a complete life changer, and you don't have to hit yourself with a straight razor. You don't have to hit yourself with clippers that should be used for your head, not your balls. So, men, it's a, to me, it's a no-brainer, to be honest with you. And the entire kit that we got was phenomenal. It's, just a, it's a gorgeous kit. Man, those boxers are so comfortable, too. They really are. Ch- check out the boxers, y'all. Like, I'm telling y'all, you you need to get Manscaped. You need to check out their products. They've got other products. They got uh, they got foot deodorant. They got the ball deodorant. They got Crop Reviver, um, which is like a ball toner. Um, so if you've been out working or working out, I know a lot of people are, are doing a lot of things this uh, New Year's to get back in shape after sitting on the couch all 2020. Yeah, use use the Crop Reviver to to spray on there. I promise you, you you will enjoy it. Um, it'll it'll give you that clean feeling all day long. All right. So, I didn't even know you could have ball deodorant before Manscaped. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either, and and it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It, I, it's it's been added to my daily routine. It's been added to my daily routine. Like, so guys, do it. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with promo code Bone at Manscaped.com. All right. Make your testies. They're besties. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BONE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code BONE. Your balls will thank you. All right, Artie. Um, we talked about trimming. Now let's talk about adding on to the ECU coaching staff. I hope I'm, yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his hey, name. Hey, I don't I don't I don't know how to pronounce it either, to be honest with you. I, I'm I gonna think say, it's Go ahead. I'm going to take my I'll, – I'll do my best shot, and then let's see if you, you agree. So, ECU's new defensive end and outside linebackers coach is Tim Doust? Doubt. I was, I was going to say doubt. Tim Doubt. Doubt? You think the S is silent? Yes. 
Okay. Yes, I think the S is silent. Doused. It could be doused. I don't know. Doused. Either way. Dope. It could be dope. I think oh. the S is silent, though. We're going to have to find that out. That's an exclusive. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a Boneyard podcast exclusive. We got to find out. Is the S silent on this man's name? <laughs> yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll have to get our best guys on that, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, he, man, he, he's a former um, special teams coordinator. I don't know if he – I don't know. I doubt he's going to take over that role. I think it's just going to be a by-committee role at ECU since there's so many moving parts in, in special teams. Um, but he spent the last two years at Sam Houston State mm-hmm. um, where, I mean, he had the number one ranked defense at the FCS level. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Right. Um, he's, man, he's coached all over the place, like Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Ball State. Cincinnati, Northern Illinois, Illinois State, and then Syracuse. Man, I got to think that opens up the Midwest and some of the Northeast in recruiting, um, which is a place that Coach Houston has wanted to go to quite a bit lately. Um, so he's not competing here in North Carolina and some of the Southeast states. He, wa- he wants to go to the Midwest and get some of those corn-fed boys. Well, what's mm-hmm. your take on this? Well, look, Coach Houston is not a – dumb man he's not an ignorant man he understands what he has defensively we've made a lot of strides and we're getting a lot better but we're still giving up a lot of points like a lot and we're still giving up a lot of yards so he and he understands we have to get better at that and that that can't happen three four five years from now it's got it's got to start happening right now so anytime that we upgrade on the defensive side of the ball and that starts with coaching you upgrade first with coaching then recruiting then yada 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 then everything falls into place after that so anytime we make an upgrade, especially on our coaching staff, especially someone that's been proven, he's been pretty much all around the map, especially in the Midwest area. And he's had, like you said, those corn fed boys, they're going to come in, they're going to be gritty, they're going to be nasty, they're going to get after it. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we want. I'm excited to have him on as our de- um, defensive end and outside linebackers coach. Um, cannot wait for him to get started. And uh, hopefully, like you said, at least us getting more of those Midwest boys, because that's, that's kind of what we need. We don't really need the – super athletic dn we need someone that's angry and big i want an aaron donald but i, I know we're not going to get an aaron donald that's an otherworldly talent but someone that kind of big and massive and just like i just want to hit somebody i just want to go out and hit somebody yeah i feel that and I, i'm hoping that uh that he can maybe bring some life to this uh defensive line and uh maybe maybe we can see some more hurry some more sacks next year i mean we, we like you said, we're we're heading in the right direction, but there's still more to be done. Mm-hmm. And and I gotta think that it's it, it's coming. I I, I like this hire. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't something I was expecting, but I I really do like this hire. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So Artie, that's all the ECU news that we have. Um, I didn't that's it? <laughs> yeah, right now it is. Yeah, that's all we got. Sorry, man. This this might be the first episode we've had the shortest amount of, like, ECU content, to be honest with you. I mean, th- some of those at we're the enough, beginning were, were tough, where, where we were just making up that's true. content. Yeah, that's true. We were kind of just making up stuff. That is very true. <laughs> I mean, the stuff was well thought out. <laughs> now, Artie, before we walk the plank, do you have a walk the plank? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet walk to plank. It's not an evil walk to plank. It's not like a, like a, like a bad walk I, I think to plank. I, know, I think I know where you're going with this. You, you, you think so? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go there. So my, my walk to plank is the career of one Drew Brees. That is, that is my walk to plank. I saw the game last night. I was rooting for the Saints the, the entire way. Um, the I didn't think they were going to win. quarterback in the NFC South. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I, I figured the Bucks would win because I didn't think Tom Brady was going to lose to the Saints three straight times. Um, but still, at the end of the day, we kind of knew that this was probably going to be it for Drew. It was going to be his last run, his, his ride off to the sunset. I wanted him to at least make it to an NFC Championship game. That did not happen. Um, oh, but the I didn't news have... came out late last night that that was his final game. He would be hanging up the boots. He would be hanging up the helmet uh, and the, and the cleats. And so I just want to say to Drew Brees, 
you are without doubt a top 10 quarterback of all time. You've got the most passing yards of all time. You've got the second most touchdowns of all time. Jared's mm-hmm. last, but his quarterback, his quarterback doesn't have a ring. His quarterback barely makes it to the playoffs. His quarterback's not clutch. But that's a, that's a whole other topic for another day. I don't know why you're laughing at Drew Brees. But anyway, to Drew Brees and your career, it's been a doozy. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer. And that's something Jared cannot argue because you are a first ballot. First all right. ballot all right. Hall of Famer. Walk the damn plank. Walk the damn plank. But we love you, Drew. Jared no, doesn't because he's a hater. Jared's a hater. Ain't. But people ain't. that love football love Drew Brees. So. Ain't. And that's all I got for my walk the plank. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm honestly surprised I didn't do this one last week. My, mine's, a, mine's a little more serious. Um, mine goes to a golfer. Um, I don't know if you've seen this already. His name's Justin Thomas. I mean, former major winner. Um, Justin Thomas? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard that name. It's a weird name. I don't think I've ever heard the name Justin Thomas. Come on, Jared. I, I'm saying you I – I don't know if you've heard of this story. Have you heard oh, of what's been going I, I, on? I thought, I thought you were talking about if, if I knew just who let Justin me finish. Thomas was. Let me, let me like, finish. You, go, you finished Thomas fantasizing is. about Drew Brees. So let me finish, dude. <laughs> oh, stop it. So Justin Thomas, uh, a couple weeks ago, first, first uh, tournament of the year, um, he did something that – I mean, Artie and I, we play golf. We, we say a lot of bad things on the golf course. Um, a lot. But we, we never say anything this bad. Um, he, he, he dropped a slur, a homophobic, homophobic slur, um, something that, I mean, should never be repeated. Um, I mean, I, I think you, you can tell that he was shaken up by it. Um, but at the same time, that, that should just not be a word that is in anybody's vocabulary. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's certain words that nobody should say, and that's one of them. And he, he, and he said it and he, he didn't, it doesn't matter whether he realized or didn't realize that there was a hot mic near him. He said it. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, was it about, the F word? It was the F word. It was a hard yeah. F word. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully he's learning from, from his mistake. I, I think he is. Um, he, he came out and apologized like everybody else does, but it, it was one of those things that moving forward, I, I hope we can eradicate from the world of sports. Um, something that shouldn't ever be said. I mean, shouldn't even really be thought of. So, right. Um, I, I just got to say like Justin Thomas, like I hope you learned your lesson. Ralph Lauren has dropped him as they were one of his sponsors. They've already dropped him. Um, so Justin, uh, I, I hope you can make do and, and make, and just be better. Um, once again, like I, I, I think he's going to learn and I'm not saying that he is somebody that's evil, but like, yeah, it, no, no, we all make mistakes. It's, it's but, right. And it's definitely something you got to bounce back and learn from. Yeah. But, but one of those things that it's one of those things where you have to take this. Yeah. It's going to be hard. You have to take this and you have to really do some searching and do some digging into your, in your own self and, and the words you use and, and the way you talk to people or about people. Um, really, I, hope, I hope you take this time and, and really focus on that. Um, but Justin Thomas, walk the damn plank. Don't, don't use those words, people. If you, if you think something is mean to say, you shouldn't say it. All right. Um, I, I know that. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I did. I did not know about that story. I I, I appreciate you saying that and putting this on the Boneyard podcast because I had not heard about that story. You know, even even if that word is just a word that only offends one group of people, that's more than enough. You you know what I mean? And, like that's that's far more than enough. Even if somebody else is like, oh, I don't I don't really see why that's that's that bad. You know, people used to say it all the time. Used to, and it should have never been something that used to be said or should have been a norm or something that, you know, we had as a status quo. So I appreciate you putting that out there. That's definitely, and I don't, and I don't want to, you know, vice versa. I don't want people to cancel Justin Thomas. I don't want people to think he's, he's the devil. He's Satan. He can't come back from this. No, he can come back from this. He has to learn. He made a mistake. He's a grown man. He can come back from this and do better. And I think he will. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just thought that it was, it was a fitting 
um, walk the plank on a day where we talk about um, on, a, on a day where we think about Martin Luther King and all he did for people mm-hmm. who uh, of color who who've been discriminated against for such a long time and and um, the work that he did in his lifetime and the work that he encourages others to continue on mm-hmm. um, right now um, as we as we move on w- with everything else that's going on in the world. Um, so I, I thought it, it was a fitting time to kind of bring that up. So Artie, yeah, I, I saw you had something. No, I was going to say you beat me to the punch on that. And I'm happy you beat me to the punch. Cause I was, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to bring up MLK day. That was, I was actually going to bring that up. So I'm yeah. happy you brought that up. Yeah, man. Um, Got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, absolutely true pioneer. Um, we, we I mean, <laughs> Had it not been for MLK, I mean, hopefully things would have been better by now, but um, who knows? Artie and I may have not been doing this podcast. I mean, <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. This is this is the dream that he was talking about. Not not even not even joking. This is exactly the dream he was talking about. I mean, when when you've got, I mean, when you've got friends and best friends that can be from all different walks of life. I mean, we we talk about having our other two friends on the podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I used to joke. I, I used to say, yeah, like we're, we're you wouldn't really see, look at a lot of times you wouldn't look at this group of friends and be like, Oh yeah, there that's a group of friends that are always like, those guys are tight. Right. I mean, Artie, black guy from Chicago, John, Hispanic guy from Astoria, Queens, New York, Kyle, white boy from New Jersey, Jersey. Joyce. Yankee. Joyce, <laughs> and then you got me, a Southern boy from North Carolina. Like a lot of times, like you don't you don't say, "Oh yeah, that that's a picture perfect friendship." But I gotta say, like that that's what Martin Luther King was doing. He he was making it, paving the way so that we can have friends like this. Because at, at the end of the day, he was trying to explain it's about the personality, it's about the human itself. You know, it's not about the color of skin that has has really not even about the background and where you come from. It's about who you are as a person. Exactly. That's the only thing that matters. Exactly. Exactly. Well, on that note, Artie, do you have any other final thoughts? Since since we're since we're riding a high right now, I do have one more shout out. I want to shout out Mason Garcia. I don't know if you know. Oh this yeah, story. I did see that. I did see that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, a, a couple of days ago, he decided his major and his major is going to be special education. Snaps, like snaps on snaps on snaps. I have two aunts that live in Chicago right now. They work in special education. They have told me time and time again, it is one of the most challenging and one of the most humble careers and professions that you can do. But the impact that you have on those kids' lives, the positive impact that you have, it's not comparable. It's just really not comparable. So to be able to do what he's doing at such a young age, to say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the avenue I want to do. I want to help others. I, I, I couldn't be prouder of Mason Garcia. This is, this is what ECU is about. It's not just about bringing in good or great athletes. It's about bringing in great men and women and snaps to Mason Garcia. I thought that was phenomenal. Be a role model, people. Be yep. a role model. Uh, on, on, along that note, I mean, I, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about, um, I mean, how how much teachers in general have on their plates right now. I mean, that, that's just one of the things that, I mean, my mother-in-law is a former teacher, um, former public school, high school teacher. Um, I mean, they 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 don't get enough credit. But especially, no. especially those that are dealing with um, the population that, that has um, learning challenges, right? Mm-hmm. The, the special education teachers, the, those people, they have to find – they have a rare heart, somebody that can have patience and um, guidance and, and can provide all that. So I, I've really got to say, like, I mean, that, that's awesome. I was watching a video today. I have, I have a friend. Um, it's really a family friend, but watching a video on Facebook of her, who she she posted a video. She has a son with Down syndrome. He, I believe he's two and a half, um, very young. He, mm-hmm. he, he can't speak really. Um, but watching her kind of help him seeing his ABCs, like they couldn't get the YouTube channel that he wanted to watch his ABCs show. Mm-hmm. And she was watching or she was singing the song from the show with him and trying to teach him his ABCs. I, I, I thought 
I don't know. I, I was just thinking like those those people that I mean help help those other people are one of a kind and yeah like Artie I'm glad you brought that up that that's something we should have honestly put in our show notes but um yeah yeah you know hindsight it, it made it though it made it, it, it made it onto it, the show yeah. it made it it made it um so yeah that Artie thank you for that mm-hmm. um Mason Garcia shout out to you dude is uh doing dude is doing the Lord's work um whether whether I don't, I don't care what religion you are he's he's doing good work um absolutely but guys that I think that's a wrap for the show. Make sure that you uh, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Boneyard Pod or Boneyard Podcast um, on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. We're also at Boneyard Podcast on Facebook. You can like us there. Um, that We post all of our, our shows there. Um, make sure you do that. Leave us a review. Please leave us a review. Um, this, this is how, I mean, this is how we work out these sponsorships. We want to continue to grow this podcast and sponsorships are the way that we do that. Um, none of that money is, we're not pocketing any of that money. It's stuff that we're, we're doing to, we're going to use that money to make this show better mm-hmm. and to, to grow the awareness for ECU athletics, hopefully uh, do some cool things with you, our listeners. Um, we, we love you guys. So please um, buy Manscaped, use promo code bone. So that way we can continue to do these things and um, help us and, and help us grow this thing because without this, the, none of this means anything. It, right. It's just me and Artie talking into microphones, looking into a, into a computer screen at times. <laughs> right. Just, like, just looking at each other for an hour and a half. Like we, we want to, we want to grow this thing. We want to, we want to be one of the go-to places. And we think we already are one of the go-to places for your ECU news. So please do that. Um, we've got some cool things coming down the pipe here coming soon. Um, we're working on some things. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll come to you next week. All right, Pirate Nation? Much love, Pirate Nation. We out. Peace out, Pirate Nation.